The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Each business is unique and operated individually of others in the same industry. What they have in common is the potential path to success. Welcome to The Second Stage with your hosts, Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson. In today's program, we'll address the obstacles that many businesses find on that path to success and discuss what entrepreneurs and their businesses are doing to stay ahead of the curve. Now, here is Brendan Anderson and Jeffrey Cadlick. Welcome, everybody, to The Second Stage. This is Brendan Anderson. And this is Jeff Cadlick. We're glad to be here with everybody, and thanks for tuning into the second stage. Uh, we've got another great show for you. We have great shows every week, don't we, Brendan? We absolutely do. I uh, <laughs> and this, but I'm especially excited about this one, just because well, I. Do, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, don't offend any of our other guests that you're like particularly excited about this guest versus the others because they're all. No, the and same. I think the, the reason I'm particularly excited about this is is I got to know uh, Scott Lowry, the uh, um, the president and the guy that's uh, the the uh, guy that's going to talk today. I got to know him literally uh, long before he ever bought this company, invested in the company, and in in uh, and grew it. So uh, just watching how. Uh, the the things he's been able to do over the last uh, ten years and and the and the stumbles and the triumphs it's been it's been fun to watch so uh, and it just you know kind of reinforces my belief that this stuff works but Jeff let's talk about the uh, last show which was uh, crowdfunding and kind of some I'm of the still, I'm still laughing about crowdfunding. Yeah, I will tell you though, I, we got some pretty uh, some pretty heated uh, emails about how it's going to work and how there's so obviously some big supporters of crowdfunding, Jeff. I you know and and the fact is that there are people putting lots of effort into it and um and you know as far as you and I had stated before, uh, we we sure hope that that if uh, small businesses deserve capital, they're able to get it. I, I couldn't agree more. I think where my hang-up is, I'm not going to speak for you. Uh, I'm going to speak for myself. Is is this is uh, the government, as well intended as it may be, actually circumventing the 1933 and 1934 Securities Act? Acts have been in place for the better part of 80 years that uh, certainly haven't saved us uh, from financial catastrophe, but. You know they are what they are, and everybody that's in investment banking, private equity, investment management uh, has to be licensed uh, and and has to adhere to all these rules and laws. And as far as I could tell from our guest Bob Rapp from Calfielter Cal and Griswold, none of that applied to to this new crowdfunding concept. Well, what, what's and I agree, and it doesn't. You know, it seems more expensive than I thought it was going to be, and it seems to. You know, as you know, I'm a big, uh, big fan of that American Greed show on uh, CNBC, just because it's amazing to me the people that you know just go out there and sell some wish and a prayer. They're able to come up with this, and that you know, I worry that that would be, head this way. I will tell you, I've been contacted by, as, as you have, Jeff, been contacted by uh, some some people that are trying to launch crowdfunding sites, and they. 
we have set up some meetings. We're going to talk to them, and if they can convince us otherwise, we will introduce their view, won't we? Yes, we'll have them on the show, and and that would be you know we've never really had a debate on the show, but uh, other than I, you and I. Uh, other than you and I, <laughs> right? <laughs> I think that uh, you know that probably makes makes sense in in all fairness uh, to to do something like that. Um, so look, everybody, this is a uh, this is a forum, um, and like any forum, this show will be more effective and powerful if folks contribute their experiences and ideas, including those that disagree with us on crowdfunding. So we invite you to continue the discussion each week on our blog, which can be found at evolutioncp.com, and you can email us at the second stage at evolutioncp.com. We want to hear from you because. Uh, being an effective small business owner uh, and an advocate of small business, uh, it's a continual path. And as your host, we have a lot of experience, but not all the answers. So um, we want to hear uh, from as many people as we can to get to the right answer. And if we do or when we do, we will uh, make it known on, on our show. So, Brendan, this week – our guest, as you said, is Scott Lowry, who is the uh, president and CEO of Fathom. Their website is www.fathomdelivers.com. And to, to describe it in a quick nutshell, it's really a digital marketing firm. Yeah, I'm sure it will be interesting to see what Scott says about that that summary. But um, you know, Scott is—I uh, think you mentioned—you know—he's he's the president of uh, of Fathom, president CEO. He's also the president of Promise One LLC, a Beachwood, Ohio-based investment company whose partnership with Fathom coincided with his uh, arrival. Um, Prior to Fathom is where I, when I first met him, uh, Scott gained leadership in development and management expertise with diverse uh, service organizations, including real estate development, construction management, and healthcare information systems. Um, my favorite, uh, the, when I first met Scott, he had actually purchased an ice rink out uh, on the uh, in the east side of Cleveland or you know far east side out there uh, and uh, so he, he really cut his teeth on on how to run a company uh, and, and, and you know that's maybe not even been the first one but uh, uh, it's I when he when he told me he bought that I'm like oh my god but I think they I think they did pretty well and they they found lots of other ways to earn revenue from electrical power wind power and a bunch of other a bunch of other fun stuff um, Scott's experiences has ranged from everywhere from startups, as we'd mentioned, to uh, to larger, uh, you know, hundred million plus companies. He's a graduate of the University of Florida and uh, Case Western's Weatherhead School of Management. And uh, I also, I think when I, and again, I, I keep saying when I met Scott, when I met Scott, uh, he is also very active in Promise Partners, which is a Cleveland nonprofit entrepreneur incubator uh, where they really help people, uh, uh, largely Case grads, um, uh, go out and buy or start a business and. He's uh, um, has invited me to some of their their uh, gatherings, and it really is a wonderful group of people. So uh, we look forward to talking and learning more about what Scott's been up to. Right. Anytime we can have an experienced entrepreneur on this uh, show, there's lots of lots of things that they can talk about uh, that that we all can can benefit from. And as you pointed out. Uh, I remember his investment now that you mentioned it in the ice rink, and, and I guess that's his real estate development experience. In his yeah, there may be others too. <laughs> you know, Jeff, I think that the reason that I that I thought of, of Scott, first of all, I mean, the, resu- the results in his business are unbelievable. I mean, they've grown from 30 employees to 140 employees since 2007. Uh, they have, uh, you know, literally uh, – 
you know, um, they've been named to the Inc. 500, 5000 in 2010, 11, 12, 13. And as you, as you know from attending those uh, seminars, Jeff, it's a very, very, very small percentage of the population that A, make the list. And, they, they, and what out of the five, out of all the people that attended last year, when they asked the people to stand up that have been there for, you know, that had made it five years in a row, what were there, two, three, four at the most? So, Scott, if he can get there in 14, we'll be in that very, very uh, small list of, of people. Uh, you know, but they've been honored by, um, you know, ad age top 25 digital agency in 10, 11, 12, and 13. You know, the Weatherhead 100 list. You know, Scott's also a, a repeat um, Ernst & Young entrepreneur finalist. And, you know, the list goes on and on and on. Um, but but it really what's, 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 what you'll find out about Scott and, and Jeff, you, you and I have been into his office, is that he live in, lives, and dream, lives and breathes this, this – uh, you know the the core values and and the purpose, and we're going to talk to him today about the company's purpose. But when you walk into his office, you can you know they they're, they're not hiding anything. They're, all of this stuff is written on the walls, and and it's broadcast to all the employees. And you know when you're when you grow that quickly, like they did, you have to do this stuff. And this is how this is what you know we preach over and over and over again to entrepreneurs. If you're going to grow and add employees and, and hit your stride, it really is about developing these these uh, these systems and processes. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And and you know, some people say it's the purpose, and I've always said it's the why. You know, evolution yep. has our why. You know, our why is helping uh, you know small business owners have a life changing experience, including the employees and the communities in which they operate. And that's what drives our organization forward. Those are the standards by which we hold ourselves and our level of success, and the people that are investors in our fund and the people that we do business with share our why and I think that's why you know we were an Inc 500 business this year as well uh, so uh, we are approaching the end of our first segment here, and when we come back, we will have Scott Lowry from Fathom join us uh, to talk about his purpose. But before we do that, I want to take a moment to thank our sponsors. Uh, McGladry LLP is a leading provider of assurance, tax, and consulting services focused on small and mid-sized businesses nationwide with more than 6,700 people in 75 U.S. cities. And they've been wonderful for us, and I would certainly encourage you to reach out to them if you're looking for some uh, accounting support. With that, we're going to finish off the first segment of this uh, second stage, and we will be back shortly and uh, invite our guest, Scott Lowry, on the line. Thanks for tuning in to the second stage. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network this is davis love the third Ryder cup captain and team mcgladry member mcgladry is about building relationships that's the kind of team i want to be a part of a team that builds deep understanding of each client's vision and unique way of doing business the same attributes i look for and the partners i choose it's this understanding that enables you and me to make confident decisions when you trust the advice you're getting, you know your next move is the right move. This is the power of being understood. This is McGladry. Assurance. Tax. Consulting. The way we do banking today continues to evolve. No longer is it just brick and mortar locations or traditional banker's hours. Today, banking is 24-7. It's in the home. It's on the go. It's digital. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King. 
for a look at how traditional banking as we know it has changed due to a loss of trust, changing economic conditions and consumer behavior, government involvement, and of course, technology. What does it all mean? Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Second Stage. To reach the hosts or their guests today, call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to thesecondstage at evolutioncp.com. Now, back to Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson. Welcome back to the show, The Second Stage. This is Jeff Cadlick, and I'm here with my tag team partner, Brendan Anderson. Uh, the, the topic of today's show is, what is your company's purpose? And our guest is Scott Lowry, president and CEO of Fathom. And as we had pointed out in the first segment, uh, Scott, is um, he's got more, more awards than a five-star general, and uh, we're anxious to hear what he has to say. So welcome to the show, Scott. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Hey, Scott, I had mentioned earlier in the first segment that you know you and I have known each other for a long time, and I've you know I've got the the, the kind of the thrills from afar to to see how you've really embraced some of these things, and and I'm, I'm amazed at you know how how you've done it and and so forth. And you know when, when you and I were kind of prepping for the for the call, I, I kind of asked you you know what your what your aha moment was, and you know you said so much good stuff. I don't know if you can remember all that, but I would love to love to maybe you know kind of go back and and and, and kind of talk about. You know, well, maybe tell us a little bit about your, you know, your, your, how you started. Because I mentioned earlier, you've been in the, you know, had ice rinks and all that sort of thing. But then maybe kind of take it from the how you how you got started in entrepreneurship all the way up to your kind of maybe aha moment and what that was. Sure, you know, I'll I'll, I'll try to keep this brief. You know, I, I think I I really got on the path that I'm on now after Weatherhead and getting involved with Promise Partners. You mentioned my involvement with that group in the intro and. It's a, a group of like-minded, uh, generally Case Western Reserve MBA uh, grads who are all interested in business ownership. And I, I got to see a lot of people who had you know, successfully transitioned from being really uh, strong players, typically working for other people, working in companies, and, and getting themselves into business ownership situations and saw lots of different ways to do that and crafted my own path that ultimately led to creating the Promise One partnership and that I launched in 2006 and, and we, we did do the ice rink. It's sort of my, uh, it, it seems to be, uh, one that people like to talk about. It's, it was a very <laughs> fun sort of opportunistic, uh, literally, uh, two months into launching promise one, which was a, a partnership between myself and a gentleman named Kevin Shaw. Uh, I happened upon this opportunity. It's actually at the rink that I play hockey at and my boys play hockey at and where I coach and it was, the rink was in trouble. And we came in, uh, bought it out of bankruptcy, put a management team in place, uh, turned it around and, and owned it for about six years and just sold it. Um, I had some experience in uh, real estate development construction out west uh, prior to going to business school. And was sort of comfortable with what that needed, and uh, of course, being a hockey guy and being the hometown rink, I, I had a personal interest in the deal. And and anyway, um, my involvement with uh, Promise 
it really got me on the path to uh, looking for a company that I could buy and help uh, transform and grow. And a lot of the things that you, know, you and I have talked about uh, over the years, Brendan, are, are really the uh, opportunities that Kevin and I identified where we could find a company that had a, a proven value proposition that uh, had customers, was doing well, good fundamentals, but was really trying to get to that next level. And, you know, we found that in Fathom. And a lot of what I had picked up on along the way was that, uh, you know, our approach to building culture and developing people was, was really uh, critical and in terms of us, you know, capturing the full op- you know, opportunity that was before us with Fathom. And, and with Fathom, I had uh, an opportunity to really test out a lot of the things that had worked in prior experiences and uh, continue to learn and study along the way. And I, and I have to say, like you pointed out, you know, the real uh, key to success in us supporting the growth has been our focus on uh, purpose and culture. Um, and that's sort of how I got to Fathom and, and why that topic was so important, just to kind of open it up. Hey, hey, hey Scott, this is Jeff. Um, you, you know, we, we spent a lot of time talking about this topic here at Evolution. We spent a lot of time talking about it with our partner companies. I think for the, 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 the listening audience, I think they can appreciate that good financial reporting and, and, and how that ties into a well-run business and uh, having the right people join your firm is, is very, very obvious. I don't think for every listener, they make the connection as to why the purpose or your why or your core values are so key in helping to scale a business. Would you be able to talk from your perspective why that's such an important part or component to scaling yeah, a business? Absolutely. Um, you know, it's when, when we think about the business, um, we think about it in terms of, you know, how do we build moat? And uh, to use the sort of the MBA speak, how do we create sustainable competitive advantage? And we're not, uh, we're not, you know, private equity investors. We're not looking to realize a, a short-term return. We're, you know, we're in it for the long haul. And so we're thinking about moat. We're thinking about building long-term sustainable competitive advantage. And uh, given the nature of Fathom and, and a lot of service type businesses, you know, our, our, the number one thing we have is our people. And so for us, it's, it's, the, it's the number one way we build moat um, in terms of our culture is what uh, attracts phenomenal people. It's what allows us to attract those folks, keep those folks, develop those folks. And if, if, we're, if we don't have uh, a, you know, purpose being a key tenant of our overall culture, if we don't have an attractive culture, we don't have those phenomenal people without those phenomenal people. We don't have a moat. Uh, when you guys were, were talking earlier, you talked about your why, and it, it's you know it really resonates with us. You know our purpose is inspiring transformation, and you know we think about that across you know uh, you know all the people that Fathom interacts with, and and you know we very explicitly and clearly when we think about our purpose. You know one of the decisions that we made is that uh, our our company exists to serve our stakeholders, not the other way around. Yeah. So, um, 
We talk about it all the time. We live it. We demonstrate it. You know, Fathom exists to inspire transformation for our people, for our clients, for our investors, and for our community. And, uh, you know, we back that up with, with many of the things that we do. And, and ultimately, the proof is in, you know, are we attracting and retaining and developing phenomenal people who are doing amazing things for our clients so that our clients keep coming back and referring more folks, and that dynamic is what we talk about as sort of a virtuous cycle. Um, we invest in our people, we focus on our people, we attract people, we, we develop people, they do amazing things for our clients. Our clients are incredibly thrilled. They stay, they expand, they refer others, which provides more fuel to invest more in our people and our culture. So for us, it's, it's, it's not just a nice thing to do or the right thing to do is it's it's fundamentally necessary for us to be successful and sustain our success over the long run. Hey, Scott, watch it, again, watching from afar, I was amazed how from from what I can see, and I'd love to get your your comments on this, how quickly you jumped into um, you know, I use the word a process or so forth in, in Rockefeller habits. Um, how, how did you how did you hear of it? I mean, because most entrepreneurs, I think they hear this stuff and they don't jump in. How did you hear of it and what made you decide to, to jump in with both feet, at least from where I could see? Yeah, well, it actually was a kind of a long process. I mean, I, I heard about Bird Harnish and Rockefeller uh, 15 years ago, and I went to one of his uh, seminars and I was really intrigued at what really attracted me to the, the whole uh, methodology is how practical it is. And, um, and I, I, I had dabbled with it for many years in lots of other environments when I was, you know, running teams and groups and things like that. And Fathom really afforded me an opportunity to, to, to apply it at scale. And, and so, um, for the first time, you know, I was the CEO and, uh, you know, I think anything like Rockefeller or a focus on purpose, values, culture, however you want to approach it, you know, has to be, uh, you know, from the top. And um, so I had an opportunity to really jump in and go all in and really uh, re-embraced it. You know, uh, I recognized the system as, as solid and re-adopted it relatively by the book, so to speak. And we started that back in about 2008, very early on with Fathom. And it, it takes time and commitment. You know, we, we started realizing fruits of, of our efforts uh, early on, but I, I can tell you it's really been the past couple of years where it's really accelerated. And I can point to lots of things that have to do with our commitment to the, to the approach uh, that, that got us to the point where, you know, I, I can say uh, with, with confidence and, and empirical evidence that our commitment to, to purpose and values and the Rockefeller approaches has been fundamental to our success. Scott, I got a thousand theories on this one, uh, but the question of why don't more entrepreneurs embrace something like the Rockefeller habits or, 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 uh, or EOS? Why don't they? It, it's, it's, I, I almost, as Jeff and I travel the, Travel the country looking for you know looking to make investments in small companies. Um, it's way less than one percent of the, the small businesses are are doing anything like this. Why is it? Why? Yeah, I I think for me it goes back to kind of a Stephen Covey idea. You know, it's important, not urgent. You know, stuff. Yeah. And so 
it, it and it takes a commitment. You don't, you know, the, 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 the benefits take a lot of time and a lot of commitment. And there's so many demands on, on entrepreneurs, especially if you're talking about, you know, uh, you know, entrepreneurs and companies with 10, 20, 50, 100 employees. I mean, it's an incredible, incredibly demanding, as we all know. So to, to, to make that commitment to carve out the time is really tough. And for me, um, I'm not that much different than most of those folks. I, you know, I dabbled in it for 10 years and then, uh, I had enough positive experience with pieces and parts and, you know, and as a result of, you know, reading and interacting with sort of the gazelles community, you know, dabbling with, uh, you know, related topics like top grading and things like that. When, uh, I, I had the opportunity to really go forward and, and go earnestly with, you know, with Fathom, I had, I had, enough little experiences to say this is absolutely the way to go and we had a big opportunity in front of us and in order to fully capture it you know i had to jump all in but i had enough uh feedback along the way that it was easier for me to just to just you know do the do the the 20 mile march so to speak to stay with it um and you know it's been you know five six years now um where you know now we can really you know see the benefits of that kind of long-term commitment well, I can tell you, Scott, from where I was sitting, you you embraced it a lot faster than than almost everybody I've seen. And I look at myself, and you know, I was exposed, started, I kind of got exposed to some of these concepts in the in the late '90s, and was reading the books in the early 2000s. And I was the guy in the back of the room, kind of rolling my eyes, going, and I've mentioned this a couple times in the show, kind of going, "God, is this stupid? Is this hokey?" And then then I, as the time went on, I went by, and I you, you start noticing who the successful people are, and they were the people that were doing this stuff. And so I was real slow. And now it's uh, now it's like I'm just you know you kick yourself for not having done it earlier. But um, you know, Scott, when you um, from kind of start to finish, and, and I, I mean I use finish loosely because you never really finish. But when how long was it when you started to when you really started feeling like the the organization was rolling with it, was benefiting from it? You were seeing a real cultural change. In well, there's, you know, there's, there's tons of positive feedback along the way. And, and, you know, so, you know, right away, we started feeling the benefit of doing things like, you know, focusing on KPIs and critical numbers and, you know, having a uh, weekly, monthly, quarterly cadence and looking at our results and, and, you know, using that kind of Rockefeller agile planning of, you know, what are we going to do this year? Let's zoom back to the next 90 days. I mean, those those types of disciplines and activities, you know, they they really pay off right away, uh, and they did for us. The values took about two or three years, and we re-engineered our purpose statement about a year ago. And today, um, you know, the you know we've got the full uh, the full complement of uh, features of Rockefeller habits helping us. Um, and so when I read, you know, about you know. 10x companies and Jim Collins, and they say, you know, all the, the companies that uh, all our 10xers all have uh, strong uh, cultures and strong purpose and strong values. I can relate to that now. I know what they're talking about, but that that part took a long time. But there's, you know, there's 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 immediate benefit if you if you commit to it and go for it. Um, but you can't dabble in it. I mean, you really you just have to you just have to buy in. And now you can focus on aspects of it more, but um, you know, for us, you know, we did see some immediate benefit, but it's been interesting how different features of it have revealed themselves over time and, and helped us in different ways. 
I'll tell you, that, that's very sound advice, and, and we appreciate it. And, and Scott, we're going to take another brief break here. When we come back, we want to get into Fathom's purpose and uh, explore that a little bit more. Uh, but we're going to take a quick break uh, on the second stage. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. It's time to take charge of your own career path. But how do you get started? First, tune in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. Each show will feature national business leaders, tips and insight from Marie and her guests, career management tools, and a weekly career smart tip. She'll help you move forward, earn that promotion, get hired into the career you want, and brand yourself. The Career Confidant is broadcast live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. This is Davis Love III, Ryder Cup captain and Team McGladry member. McGladry is about building relationships. That's the kind of team I want to be a part of. A team that builds deep understanding of each client's vision and unique way of doing business. The same attributes I look for and the partners I choose. It's this understanding that enables you and me to make confident decisions. When you trust the advice you're getting, you know your next move is the right move. This is the power of being understood. This is McGladry. Assurance. Tax. Consulting. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Second Stage. To reach the hosts or their guests today, call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to thesecondstage at evolutioncp.com. Now, back to Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson. Welcome back to the show, The Second Stage. This is our show, but it's a forum, so we're looking for input from you so that we can benefit from everyone's experience. Uh, dial into the second stage at www.cp.com, or uh, you, you can certainly continue each week's dialogue on our blog, which can be found at evolutioncp.com. We're here with our guest, Scott Lowry, President and CEO of Fathom. Uh, you can see and learn more about Fathom by going to www.fathomdelivers.com. Uh, when we signed off, Scott, for the last segment, we uh, said that we we're going to talk a little bit more about Fathom's purpose. So let's turn our attention towards that. Yeah, Scott, when you when you and I had we talked earlier, you know, we kind of went into some of the some of the bigger parts of the um, you know of of the of the purpose and you know and things like you know you know you know building your moats and and, and kind of walking the walk and maybe just kind of if you wouldn't mind just kind of walking through some of those 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 steps and while you're building and defining your purpose. Sure. So um, you know, as far as as far as you know how we how we built our purpose uh we really we really discovered our purpose we didn't create our purpose if you will it was the same process we went through when we when we started talking about core values or you know early on in our journey and and you know we really we really took kind of an open approach to that we kind of looked around and and you know asked bigger questions in terms of you know like why are we here and 
and who do we serve and you know what's what's going on here that's bigger than a paycheck that that gets us excited and passionate and and you know our you know, we already had a pretty well defined set of core values and there's a strong sense of servant leadership in our in our value system at Fathom and a strong sense of service and a strong sense of growth and learning and you know that those were sort of clues and and we happened upon things like you know what we're really here to do is is help each other reach our full potential and and we're we're really here to uh you know, see the people that we work with, you know, succeed and, and, and do things that they may not have done, uh, otherwise. And, and I, and, you know, a lot of it was some personal discovery too. You know, I, I, for a long time have really been grateful for the, you know, I feel like when I go to Fathom, I get, I get, you know, I, I'm really like on this sort of like, uh, full scholarship. I get paid to learn every day. And I love that. And I saw a lot of other people that were sort of experiencing that. And, so we, we started talking about those things that we liked and identified with, and, and ultimately we started to narrow in on, you know, let's ask some big questions first. And, and uh, you know, the first big question was, you know, who do we serve? Because um, it was about service. And and uh, we were very clear that, you know, we exist to serve all our stakeholders. We exist to serve Fathomites, uh, our clients, our community. And, and then we started to say, well, what, you know, well, what is it, you know, what is that about? What, you know, what, you know, what do we mean we serve those folks? And we started to think about, you know, you know, who is Fathom? You know, and that was another big question we asked. And, you know, it turns out that, you know, Fathom is just people and um, people serving each other in relationship. And we started talking about things like that. And it, it was sort of a, a kind of some simple aha moments where we said, you know what? I mean, it's really not that much different than, you know, what we'd be doing in any aspect of life as, as a human. I mean, we're here to serve each other. We're here to have high quality relationships. And then things started to really materialize. And we said, all right, so we serve each other. We serve our clients. We serve our community. We want to have, you know, transformative relationships with, with all those stakeholders. And what, you know, what does the transformative relationship look like with, people that work here. And, and so we started thinking about, um, you know, at one level, kind of the lowest level, it's, you know, it's about making a living, you know. So the, the most basic relationship with somebody that works at Fathom is they get a good paycheck. And then we said, well, what does a transformed relationship look like? And a transformed relationship looks like an environment where, where somebody comes to work and they, they have lots of freedom and autonomy. They have the huge uh, opportunity to make an impact. They're challenged to grow, and they're really supported in, in that growth and learning. And, and that that's a different environment than just getting a paycheck. And we're like, okay, that's cool. That's what we want to do with our employee relationships. And then we talked about uh, our clients, you know, and at one level, it's, you know, they hire us to uh, to help them generate revenue, get more customers doing digital marketing. But if we get to know them really well and have deep intimacy with them and, and have a lot of focus on clients like them and their industries, maybe we can learn things about them and bring ideas that they may not have ever thought about without us. We start talking about, you know, going from just meeting expectations to delivering unrecognized needs. So a transformative relationship with a client is about you know, really delivering unrecognized needs and doing things that they may never have even thought of if they weren't working with a company like Fathom. And that was, you know, how our purpose played out with our clients. And, you know, as it relates to the community, it's pretty straightforward. We, we want to be active. You know, we want to take all the investment that we make in our people and leadership development and, 
and our skills as uh, digital consultants and marketers, and, and how can we bring an impact to the community? And we've got uh, an incredible number of examples of people who are you know doing anything from you know donating their time and money to starting nonprofits. We've got a guy at Badup who is uh, on the board of a, a new nonprofit that just opened up in uh, Shaker Square called Edwin's. It was an idea he had to uh, start a restaurant with another restaurateur in town, and they take folks that are coming out of prison, teach them how to work in the kitchen, how to be servers, and they get them placed in jobs in Cleveland. And it's kind of a really cool not-for-profit idea because it's self-sustaining. Um, you know, they got they raised some money to get it open, but now that it's open, they, they're profitable, and they can continue to do the good work they do without having to go raise a lot of money every year. You know, it's a really S- kind of cool Sustainable social. giving. I like yeah. the sustainable. Yeah, it's really cool. So, and we, we totally encourage that kind of stuff. Um, that same guy actually runs our Fathom Gifts program. We have a matching program and all kinds of stuff like that that, you know, really help people find ways to give back and, and we celebrate that stuff. And, and so, you know, all those things were things that were important to us and we, and we, and we really branded that inspiring transformation and, and we talk about that and we celebrate that and, and it just, you know, it, it, it makes us, it makes me personally, and I, I talk to so many people in the company about, you know, they, they identify with it. It matters to them. And, and, you know, we're in a highly competitive space. We have awesome people. We're constantly being solicited by competition. Our people are getting called all the time. And many, many times, you know, people say, hey, you know, I appreciate, you know, that you've got a great place and you're offering me a great opportunity, but, but I love it here. I like what we're doing. And, and it's things like that, that people talk to me about that tell me that this stuff matters. You know, it's not just words on the wall or things that yeah. I talk about every once in a while. I mean, it's, it's really uh, resonates with people and they, and they, they want to see that the, the massive amount of time we put into our job has bigger meaning. And, you know, we're tapping into that and it, you know, it gets me fired up personally. And I know that it, it resonates with a lot of people in the company and, you know, we continue to refine and communicate and, and work to make sure that, you know, there is a bigger purpose to what we're doing day to day. That's great. And then that's just, you know, that's just to get you, get you juice, just listening to it. Hey, you know, sometimes Scott, when, when we talk and, and Jeff and I, or I got ADD, Jeff tries to remi- remind me of some of those things, but um, we often run core values and purpose together. Um, maybe just take a second and, and, and explain the difference between the two. Yeah. I mean, you know, the core values are really, you know, to us are sort of, you know, guideposts to, uh, you know, how we act when nobody's watching. Okay. And so, you know, we, you know, we have four values, everyone a leader, be the consigliere, make order from chaos, and the gun will be there. And we talk about how we live our values. And, and this is, is, uh, this gives us, uh, you know, uh, this is how we hire people. We look for people that exhibit things like, you know, part of everyone a leader is, you know, pursuing learning and growth for yourselves and the people that you serve is key to success, for instance. You know, we look for people that, that, that exhibit those types of behaviors. You know, our purpose is the reason that we're here that's bigger than ourselves. You know, uh, people that, you know, that, that share these values, you know, why are we here? Why are we doing this? You guys talk about, about the why of evolution. It's the same for us. And, um, 
it's not, you know, it's not, our purpose isn't to help our clients, you know, have huge return on investment for the, for the money they're spending and attracting clients through digital channels, which we do. Um, our purpose is different than that. You know, our purpose is to inspire transformation with the relationships we have with our key stakeholders. Yeah, you know, hey, I, I, I know we're not talking know. about. I know we're not talking about values, but I got to ask you: Where did the, the the value, the gun, will be there come from? That's a, <laughs> that, that one you know, jumped that, right that's out. That's a great. It's a great story. I mean, and it speaks to how serious we are about this. So, um, you know, all of our growth has been largely organic. We did one acquisition uh, a couple of years ago uh, with a firm in Columbus called Web Marketing, and you know, we looked at. There's a lot of people in our space, you know, and our competition is fierce, and it's one of the reasons we, we focus so much on, you know, having a, a, a very attractive culture because we how we have to compete. And uh, we found Web, and one of the things that we were doing when we were screening potential uh, companies to, to partner up with is, you know, do they have a fit culturally? And so when we first walked into Web's office and, and uh, Bill and Amy were the principals and still with the company doing incredibly well today, you know, up on their uh, conference room wall, it says the gun will be there. And we talked to them about that, and it was a, a reference to a famous scene in The Godfather where Clemenza is hiding the gun in the bathroom for Michael Corleone. He's going <laughs> to whack the, the uh, other crime boss. And it really speaks to, you know, we're in a, we're in a pretty intense uh, client service environment, and the gun has to be there. You know, we have to have a bias for action. We've got to do whatever it takes. We've got to deliver results that matter. There's no excuses when it comes to that kind of stuff. And that was sort of their core value. And 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 we and we talk about results that matter. It's part of our brand promise. Um, but we love the gun. Will be there, and uh, and we adopted it um, as as one of our core values. And. It just, you know, we were all on the same page already, and that, that's been a, an incredibly successful, you know, when you guys have another segment talk about, you know, uh, you know, mergers and integration, you know, I'd love to share, you know, we've had a great story on that front, but it's because we had uh, incredibly strong consistency as it related to our values, and that's why it worked. No, that's great, and that's great, and that's just great advice. And, and and you know, again, I mentioned earlier, I'm slow to adapt all this this sort of thing. And 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 uh, but when you have that, when you've got these things established and operating in a company, not only does it help you identify which employees are going to you know join and and, and kind of get into the organization easily, but but that that also holds true with um, you know with acquisitions and suppliers and and, uh, and you know all all down the line. So. Uh, that is a I mean, that's a very very good point, and, and I, I I love that. Actually, Jeff, I think we need to get more creative with that. That's uh, I like the idea. The gun will be there. Yeah, I didn't see I that lo- one coming. I love, I, gotta be I, love when, I love when I listen to how people come up with those types of. <laughs> I mean, but it's perfect. I mean, I think that perfectly encapsulates your point. Is is that if anybody knows that scene from The Godfather, which happens to be one of my favorite movies, is you know that gun had better be there. Michael's a goner. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. No, that's, 
That's great. Uh, that's great. I um, as you guys continue to grow um, and you look for those sorts of things, um, um, you know, I, I, I quite frankly, I, I, I want to ask you questions about the, um, you know, the and we only have and gives. we only have about a minute left. So yeah. just since since it's what I what I'm curious, t- tell me briefly about the Fathom Gives and and how and what you guys are doing there because that's uh, that's something that quite frankly Jeff and I are, are, are considering. Yeah, you know, um, again, it was, you know, everyone a leader. One of our guys stepped up. He has a passion for, you know, he spent some time in development with some big foundations, and he said, I want to help bring some, uh, you know, make some order to this chaos, so to speak. And he uh, volunteered, uh, kind of organized a lot of small giving efforts, created a matching program. We have a national contest where we donate, uh, you know, a full-service digital uh, camp, you know, campaign and strategy to, uh, to a giving organization and, you know, really support and celebrate a lot of the other stuff that people are doing. And, um, you know, uh, I don't have the numbers on top of my head, but it's, you know, uh, you know, six figures worth of giving last year, uh, that we've done, which is pretty significant for a company of our size and it's growing rapidly. And, um, something that, you know, we're doing, um, and building on and, and very proud of and, and very consistent with our, with our purpose. Well, that's that, great. That's uh, we've really enjoyed talking to you, and, and Scott, I I really appreciate. Yeah, I've I've enjoyed watching uh, you know from afar what you get what you've done, and um, it really really is impressive, and, and appreciate you sharing this and uh, and your and some of your experiences, and uh, you know, literally encourage anybody to. Uh, to look at the information we provided, um, fathomdelivers.com, and um, it, it's uh, really a wonderful story. Congratulations, uh, Scott, for all your success. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, Scott, thanks for being on the show. And with that, folks, we're going to take another short break, and we'll be back to finish up our discussion about purpose for your business. Thanks for signing on to the second stage. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is Davis Love III, Ryder Cup captain and Team McGladry member. McGladry is about building relationships. That's the kind of team I want to be a part of, a team that builds deep understanding of each client's vision and unique way of doing business. The same attributes I look for and the partners I choose. It's this understanding that enables you and me to make confident decisions. When you trust the advice you're getting, you know your next move is the right move. This is the power of being understood. This is McGladry. Assurance, tax, consulting. Are you a business owner, CEO, or senior executive who is looking to set your organization apart from the rest? Listen for Business Liaisons with your host, Treste Loving. On this program, you'll learn what keeps many companies from achieving their greatest potential. You'll learn how to keep your bottom line in check with the most up-to-date strategies, diverse ideas, and tips on building and maintaining solid business relationships. Business Liaisons can be heard live every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Second Stage. 
To reach the hosts or their guests today, call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to thesecondstage at evolutioncp.com. Now, back to Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson. Welcome back to the second stage. This is Jeff Cadlick, and I'm here with my tag team partner, Brendan Anderson, and thanks for tuning in. Um, this is a show about uh, best practices for small businesses, and I tell you, you know, this is the second or, second or third time we've touched on this concept of purpose, why, core values, culture, and I think Scott did a very good job of connecting the importance of why you need to have these things if you want to grow and scale your business and make it um, create that moat, as he says, to make yourself differentiated. Yeah, I, I just over and over and over again, Jeff, when we see people that do, and it's such a small percentage, I say it every, every week, and when we see people do what's, what Scott has done, they are successful. And, you know, Scott's added 100 jobs and he's given back to the community. He's having fun. He's, um, you know, this is, this is bigger than Scott. It's bigger than Fathom. It's, it, it really is a, uh, it's, it's, it's how companies, can perform when when people embrace this sort of thing. Um, it, it, it's a uh, you know obviously I get a little too excited about this sort of thing, but it, it really um, it, it's it's the recipe for 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 growth and and being bigger than just a job and bigger than just a company. Well, it's funny, Brennan. You say time and again that as you've been involved with with entrepreneurship and and that you didn't necessarily early on adopt this but you did your aha moment was you said wow all the companies that are really successful are doing all of these things including core values but including a lot of things that you and I try to work with our partner companies on I mean, it really is. I mean, I, I say it in, in all sincerity. I was the guy in the back of the room rolling my eyes at, at the people that were talking about this stuff and just really felt that it was it was corny and cheesy and stuff that wasn't needed to and, you know, kind of superficial. And what I, you know, my experience at the time, uh, I was uh, running STAM, the company that, was, uh, that, that fabricates large diameter tubing and so forth. And it was um, just a business that um, I couldn't envision myself. I didn't have the personal strength to get up there and try to do some of this stuff. And um, as I, largely because I kind of thought people would laugh at me, I got to be honest with you. Um, but then as I saw people like Scott get up there and do this, you know, and, and 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 do it over and over and over again, uh, and be successful. I mean, the probability of success r- rises pretty close to a hundred percent if they're willing to walk the walk. And Jeff, we see that over and over again in the companies that we that we. Partner with, um, and so it's uh, and, and it. I, I found it interesting because, from my perspective, I thought Scott jumped in with both. Like he had an aha moment. Uh, you know, some angel came down and told him to do this, and he jumped in with both feet. I I, ha- I hadn't realized that he had been kind of watching it from afar for ten years, which is what it appears most entrepreneurs that eventually adopted it. It's, they're slow to do it, slow to do it, because you know they're they're entrepreneurs, right? They're skeptical. This is their, their this is their baby. They're talking about. Right. And, you know, the, the, the thing that he has pointed out to us in the past that I don't remember him specifically mentioning on the show is that culture, the purpose and values of your business, eats strategy for breakfast. And Peter Drucker said that. 
And that's something that, that is part of their talking points when they talk about their own purpose is Peter Drucker's quote, culture eats strategy for breakfast. I love that quote. I hadn't, I don't remember hearing that until he was kind of talking about it, you know, um, being prior to the show, but, uh, wow. I mean, I, yeah, that, that's why we pay attention to Scott. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I, in all, in all sincerity, I, I mean, I, I have some wonderful notes here of things that, you know, you and I are going to put on our issues list. And I'm sure you have the same about things that we learned from just listening to Scott right there. That was it's right. fantastic. Right. And, you know, one of the other giving concepts that we've we've been um, discussing here internally is that one percent. So Salesforce.com is big advocates of the one percent rule, which is essentially one percent of your employees time should be given to charity. One percent of the company's net income and one percent of the company's equity should all be uh, uh, geared towards uh, charitable causes and you know, I think again, it's that that added level of purpose within the organization. I think that makes it so much more uh, more than a job. Yeah, and you know, Jeff, we need to do better at that. It's funny, we, you know. I think you and I both have our own passions, and we give on, you know, give give there. But it, it's uh, it, you know, you hear in Scott, it's like write it down, and you say, you know, we gotta we gotta do what those successful people are doing, and, and the things that we believe in. It's all about walking the walk. So that's uh, that's good stuff. That's exactly right. So do we have any, you know, you, you're normally very innovative when you're under pressure. And I see the sweat beads across your forehead yeah. and I'm saying he's going to come up with this awesome to do this week for for uh, our listeners. Do you, ha- do you have one that's going to knock me off my socks, off my chair? No, I, uh, and I do have my, I have my office set pretty chilly today. It's, uh, I got, you know, I've, I've got a little chill going. So um, I, I just was going to say that, you know, no purpose, no fun. And, um, I like that. That's a good one. <laughs> it's not as, it's not a zinger. I couldn't come up with anything that rhymed, you know, cause I'm if, kind of, if a I had hair, if I had hair in my head, you would have blown my hair back. That was really, a, that was good. Yeah. yeah, that was good enough to blow my hair back. Okay, good. I'm, 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 I, I can tell I've <laughs> underwhelmed you in the last couple cause that was, no, I just, I, I, it's, it's, you know, Jeff, the, it is about having fun while we do this and it is about spending time with, with people that you enjoy that share common fiber and that's where the the values and the purpose is is uh, is established and um and it it not only uh, having purpose creates fun it also makes your life more productive and and life productive work productive and and i just uh and again we see it over and over and over again and i and i just encourage everybody to embrace a process one any process we have uh five or six of them listed on our website you should check it out mm-hmm. that's evolutioncp.com for those people yeah. that didn't know <laughs> and uh, I, I will say this is kind of my final thought. I, I really think purpose and having purpose is very important in people's lives, both personally and professionally, to get them up in the morning, uh, something that's greater than themselves that, that they want to be a part of. And uh, I think it keeps people kind of between the ditches, whether you're really poor, really rich or anywhere in between. So, well, thank you for tuning into the second stage. We've enjoyed having you on today's show. And please join us next Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. And we're going to dive into a show about uh, insurance. 
Uh, business insurance basics is really what it is. We've heard from several listeners. It's a confusing topic, and uh, we are going to hopefully demystify uh, everything for everybody. So this week, everybody have passion for possibilities. Thanks for tuning into the second stage, and we're signing off. Thank you for tuning in this week to The Second Stage. Please join Jeffrey Cadlick and Brendan Anderson again next Monday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And have a successful week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 